0: What is up you guys? We are back in the closet today. We are filming our podcast for phase three, part five. Today we're going to talk about social anxiety versus panic attacks. Two things I'm very familiar with. (laughs) So you want to feel confident, right? Sometimes there are other obstacles that get in the way and hinder your confidence. So let's identify today anxiety, anxiety attacks, and panic attacks. Have you guys ever felt any of those? Probably so, otherwise you probably would not be listening to this. But what feelings are normal when it comes to putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation? In order to build more confidence versus what feelings are a little more serious that could maybe be helped with therapy like we talked about in part four. So let's talk about it. Anxiety versus social anxiety versus panic attacks. So grab your Unleashed journal today or notebook, whatever you have, and I just want you to make three little columns, okay? And even if this doesn't apply to you, you may have somebody in your family that deals with this that maybe they're not even aware of, they can't put their finger on it, but you acknowledge it, you see it, you witness it, or it could even be a child, right? It could be your kid, it could be your teenager, it could be your young adult, it could be a nephew, a niece, it could be anything or anybody. But let's make three columns. The first one's going to be anxiety. And I'm going to give you some bullet points to put under anxiety. The second one's going to be anxiety attack, because some people have anxiety and they may think that they're having an anxiety attack, but they aren't really sure how to distinguish between the two. And then column three is a full-blown panic attack. There is a difference between anxiety attack and a panic attack. So under the first column, under anxiety, I'm going to give you three bullet points. The first one is it's all mental. It's a feeling of ner- like feeling nervous and it eases once you're actually in the situation. Now, anxiety attack, I'm going to give you five bullet points and the first one is it's a physical response, whereas you notice anxiety was all mental and a feeling of nervousness. So anxiety attack is a physical response. The second bullet point is that there's heaviness or tightness in your chest, maybe even your stomach. The third bullet point under anxiety attack is fast and shallow breathing. And the next one is legs, face, cheeks, lips. They all may go numb, but the feeling comes back if you step away. And the last bullet point under anxiety attack is you can talk yourself through and out of it. So for me, I've had anxiety attacks before. And the heaviness and tightness in the chest was definitely part of it. My stomach started to hurt. Um, My physical response was that I I felt frozen. Um, I had the fast and shallow breathing. I didn't feel any of the numbness, um, but I can talk myself through and out of it. It starts with my breathing, though. I always have to go to a longer, deeper breath versus the fast, shallow breath. Okay, so the last column is panic attack. Are you familiar with a panic attack? Okay. I haven't had a panic attack in years. I used to have them when I was younger but didn't even realize that's what I was having. I didn't know. I just reacted right so panic attack. Um here are your bullet points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight of them. The first one is extreme physical response. Second is you feel like you'll be faint. Third is you start to see black. Fourth is a loss of control. The fifth is the fear of... Fear, like fearing or fear of the world is shutting down. It feels like you'll die. I know that sounds so extreme, but a panic attack can feel like you are literally... Dying. It's a serious thing, you guys. If you've never, ever, ever felt a a panic attack before, be grateful. Um, And the next thing is legs, face, cheeks, lips could go numb, usually do, because you're almost in a state of shock with a panic attack. And then the last bullet point is you feel like you can't escape the loss of control so unlike anxiety attack usually you can talk yourself through it and out of it with a full-blown panic attack you just feel like you can't escape and you've lost all control so let me talk about the way that you can talk yourself down so method one let's just say tell someone, like knowing that someone else knows what you're going through can help you cope with the anxiety and stress. If you let your significant other know, um, you know, Ken didn't understand my anxiety. He still doesn't. He'll just be like, calm down. And I'm like, I, I can't like right now I'm going through the process between anxiety and having a full blown anxiety attack and I'll have to like walk, coach myself through it. And he's gotten better now that he understands it a little bit more. So that is method one, tell someone, right? Method two is deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. I teach this in every bar class that I do. At the very end, we do a little bit of meditation and just self-love and just having that personal space. And I always say, I want you to take a really deep breath in through your nose hold on to that breath for a moment, and then on the exhale, let every last bit of air leave your body out of your mouth. So if you do this three times, it can dramatically alleviate your rapid breathing, which causes the anxious, the anxious symptoms. And method three is tell yourself that you're okay. We don't just have feelings on their own, you know, like thoughts prompt our feelings, so you must tell yourself the opposite of what you're feeling. So tell yourself, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I am okay. Okay? Okay, I'm going to give you an assignment. And again, you should never be afraid to ask for help if, if this is you. Do not ever be afraid to ask for help. Every symptom stems from a deeper issue or a deeper thought. So... I want you to think right now of a time that you were anxious. And I want you to write about it in your journal. You don't have to share it with anybody. This is just a self-help, self-assessment. It's going to help you with self-confidence when you're able to actually put your thumb on the root of some things that maybe you've never, ever, ever had to address before. So after you write it out, I want you to mark which one you thought you were experiencing in that assignment where you were anxious? Do you think that you were just having anxiety? Do you think that you were having an anxiety attack? Or do you think that you actually had a full-blown panic attack? And then I want you to describe again in your own journal for yourself, describe how you coped with that. Now, after that, I want you to actually reflect on it. You can implement one of the three methods that I told you about. Uh, Method one, tell someone. Method two, deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Um, Method three, tell yourself that you're okay. I want you to reflect on what you wrote down. And describe how you can cope better in the future. So one of those methods may be very helpful for you in the future and moving forward. So hopefully, hopefully if you, if you suffer with anxiety, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, not only working out in our Tone and Tin online studio, that definitely helps, but being able to kind of coach yourself through it with the methods that we discussed here, right? We're gonna go into another part of phase three. So we're still in part five, but we're gonna talk a little bit more of what we touched on in part four of phase three. Sorry if you guys hear Noodle and Nemo, they are hanging out with me right here on the blankets and just uh, so cozy. Okay, so we're gonna talk about now understanding therapy that we mentioned in part four. If you didn't listen to the Confidence Clubhouse phase 3 part 4 you may want to go back pause me here go back listen to that we talked about if you need therapy if therapy is an option for you if you had negative you know thoughts about therapists then maybe i helped helped you see it through a different light and understand that it's it's okay it's nothing to be embarrassed about like that's what they do they're professionals at it so therapy is pretty much your fast track to increasing your confidence so we discussed different types of therapy um, so that you can assess what might be the best fit for you. We talked about that before, but just to touch you may want to do some research on your own. I'm not going to go into it too deep here, but you may want to learn about types of therapy such as EMDR, that stands for eye movement reprocessing and decentralization therapy that can help you overcome negative thoughts that continue to creep in when you're in situations that really test your confidence. And therapy is not a one-size-fits-all. The most common types of therapy and reasons why the EMDR is recommended by some of the top doctors is because it's the fastest and most efficient option. So, due to the fact that it it rewires your brain, um, here's some information to help you find a therapist. Again, if if you feel like that's something you may want to check out. I don't know. So, just have yourself a little checklist for finding the right EMDR therapist, if that sounds like something that you might be interested in. Um, You'll have to find someone that you have rapport with, that you feel comfortable, non-judged, safe to bring up anything, Um, make sure that they target, they do target sequencing, you can go to the EMDR website or find them at www.emdr.com. You want to ask if they're passionate about the EMDR, like you want to find somebody that practices this often and you wanna ask them how EMDR works and compare to what you learned in this lesson. Now all of my research has been done through AFPA and AFAA and I've also read some studies done by some doctors but you need to do your own research, okay? I'm just bringing to you what they all had in common and all of this was um, statistically documented research and reports. So the most common types of therapy is talk therapy, that's my favorite, Um, hypnosis, uh, neurofeedback, and the EMDR therapy that I just mentioned here. So moving on, um, I wanna talk to you about how to measure your progress as you implement your confidence exercises. Old habits can easily Creep back in, don't we know it? Identifying them is the first step to building true confidence within yourself and the people around you. So I want to talk about habits that tend to show low self-confidence. And you may you may even see this in some of your friends, you may see this in some of your family members, you may see this and some of your coworkers. But this confidence clubhouse is about you. So I need you to assess you. When I mention these things and you're like, oh, and you're gonna think of somebody, right? Like I'm gonna say that these are some habits that show low self-confidence. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, she does that all the time. But I want you to reflect back on yourself. This isn't about anybody else but you right now, okay? So just give yourself a little bit of an assessment here. And habits that show low low self-confidence would be dismissing yourself, would be dismissing compliments, would be low and defeated energy, Um, or it could be excessive dominating energy. Sometimes they go to the other end of the spectrum. Um, gossiping about other people. You guys, that's a big one. That is a bad habit that shows super low self-esteem when you're gossiping about other people. Um, overthinking everything, seeking approval, have to be the best at everything, or you could be timid and questioning and maybe even using a baby voice in inappropriate situations. Now, let's talk about the other end of the spectrum, which is so cool, is habits that show true self-confidence. This is going to be you, okay? By the time we're finished with this confidence clubhouse, this is going to be you. Ready? All right. Owning your presence, accepting compliments, your calm and patient energy, uninterested in gossip being very sound in your decisions, accepting who you are, not feeling the need to compare yourself to others, and you've got an audible, deep, commanding voice. These are habits showing true self-confidence. Now, you don't have to have all of them, but I'd like you to have most of them. And if you don't, then just work on them a little bit harder. We're going to get there. Keep going back over. The Confidence Clubhouse is not a one and done thing. This is a course, this is a workshop that, again, I have put hours and tons of money into courses and I just kind of, I'm get, I'm bringing you the cliff notes here. So I want you to track your progress. I want you to use the questions that I'm about to give you, okay? I'm going to give you... Um, I'm going to give you 12, yep, 12 questions, and then we'll end this this section of the, or yeah, this section of this phase. So you're going to evaluate your progress in building confidence, and you can fill out what I'm going to give you. You can do it on a weekly or a monthly basis. I just want you to have it when you need it, when you're ready. And then share it with someone close to you who will give you an honest answer about your progress. Have them answer these questions for you too. That's super cool. Give them the same questions. So be sure to write these down. I want you to keep track of your progress as you try to drop the bad habits and gain more and more self-confidence every single day okay okay so you're gonna start it let's start on a fresh page in your unleashed journal or whatever journal you have or notebook whatever you have I want you to start a fresh page and at the top I want you to write in the last and then insert a time frame in the last week in the last month whatever it is in the last day did I dot, dot, dot. So in the last insert time frame, did I dot, dot, dot. All right. Number one, make a disclaimer, excuse, or make unnecessary apologies. Number two, deny a compliment. Number three, have low energy or express a sense of self-defeat. Number four, have a super high uncontrollable energy, like nervous energy. Number five, complain excessively. These are questions. Number six, tear down others or gossip. Number seven, react in an overly sensitive manner. Number eight, make comparisons. Number nine, have paranoia. Paranoid thoughts. Number 10, overthink a situation. Most women tend to do that. We need to catch ourselves on overthinking. We can tear ourselves up. Number 11, worry excessively about being included or left out in a social situation. Freaking FOMO. And number 12, excessively seek approval or affirmation. That one can be tricky. You may not think that you are seeking approval or affirmation, but if you are the one that continuously has to be surrounded by friends, friends give you affirmation. Friends make you feel important. Friends make you feel heard. So sometimes if you feel like you can't be alone and you can't be alone with your thoughts and you can't process things, but you need to be with a bunch of friends all the time, that could be excessively seeking approval or affirmation. So just just be aware of that. I'm not saying that that's what it is. I'm just saying be aware that is a way that people get affirmation. All right. After that, I just want you to jot down some notes about your progress. I think I've given you way, like, enough for you to track your progress, measuring your progress, deciding if the habits showing up for you indicate low self-confidence or if you've got more habits showing up that express true self-confidence. These are the things that are going to take you to another level in your life, not only just how you feel about yourself, but the way that people feel around you the success that you have in your life, in your job, in your profession, in your personal, in your relationships, in your faith, in your family, in all the things. So it's so important to make sure that you take the time to invest in yourself, in your self-love, your self-confidence, your self-esteem. of it and this hopefully this workshop is helping so we're not done yet but we are done for today so i want you to go back and listen to that again make sure you took notes make sure you wrote down the 12 um questions to you know really track that progress and again just listening to the podcast that's not enough i need you to take action because it's not until we put pen to paper that the things actually start to change. We can keep it in our head all day long and say, oh yeah, I'm gonna get to that, oh yeah, one day, but no, it has to be your day one. You've got to take action. All of this means nothing if you don't actually implement and take the action to make the change. Nothing will change until you decide to make change happen. In order to change, you've got to change some things. So here we are confidence clubhouse we are going to work on you all right my friend i will talk to you next time we're right at about 22 minutes i hope you have a fabulous day and i hope you are enjoying the confidence clubhouse please be sure to leave a review here on podbean or over on itunes the reviews are also oh so helpful in order to get our podcast out to other people that may actually need it too Be sure to share this with your team, with your friends, with anyone who you think would benefit. Please be sure and share the podcast. I greatly appreciate you. All right. Love you. Talk to you next time. Bye.